Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking, member FDIC. And from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairInAmerica.com. Thousands of animals, and not just dogs and cats, have their final resting place in the oldest pet cemetery in the United States. It's a family-owned business, lovingly cared for on a five-acre hillside just outside New York City. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm on the road looking for places with unusual stories, from New York to Boston. The Hartsdale Pet Cemetery in Westchester County looks like a miniature version of a human cemetery, tiny headstones close together with names of beloved pets. But this place was created out of desperation 125 years ago. New York City's population exploded in the late 1800s, and a lot of its new residents wanted pets. More than 100,000 people had some kind of animal companion in Manhattan alone. And with that came a dilemma. When the pets died, there was nowhere to legally bury them. Mary Thurston is the cemetery's historian. You had one option, and that was to put your deceased pet out on the street with the household garbage to be taken away. That's because hardly anybody had a front or a backyard to bury them. Some New Yorkers even broke the law to give their pets a dignified resting place. You had people sneaking into churchyards to bury their animals. You had people getting arrested in Central Park trying to get in there under the cover of night to find a secluded place to bury a beloved pet. Newspapers and their recently formed ASPCA decried the plight of pets and their owners. A Harlem socialite named Emily Bursett and a veterinarian named Samuel Johnson came up with an idea. Mary Thurston says they turned a three-acre apple orchard in Westchester County into the country's first pet cemetery. Dr. Johnson rolled up his sleeves and literally staked out the area and fenced it in with a little picket fence. And that's how the pet cemetery began. It opened in 1896. It was part of a new wave. Pet cemeteries popped up in Paris and London around the same time. Thurston says she thinks something changed about how we relate to animals as the world became more urban. People who lived out in the country who had favorite dogs and cats, I think they'd always been burying them very quietly and discreetly in the corner of a pasture under a tree. But the idea really took on prominence when you have people living in the city with animals in unprecedented intimacy. At first, the pet cemetery kept its practices fairly discreet. The earliest headstones were simple. There were no religious symbols carved onto them. Now, in more recent years, we see stars of David, we see crucifixes, excerpts from psalms inscribed on headstones. People are much more out in the open about their beliefs about animals having an afterlife like people. And the cemetery provides certain funeral-like services. The owner of the cemetery is Ed Martin, Jr. There's a viewing room. We open the casket in front of them. They can bring their own religious person. They can bring children, friends, and family. As long as it fits into that room, it's okay with us. When the family's ready, Ed leads them down to the gravesite. The casket is lowered into the ground in front of them, and then symbolically uh, our foreman will ask the owner and anybody else there if they want to put a little shovel full of dirt on the ground, and that's, that's, that's the deal. Ed's father bought the cemetery in the 1970s. 
Ed's son now runs a lot of the operation. They're all named Ed, by the way. I'll walk you around, show you some things I think you'd be interested in. Well, follow me down here. We walk past rows and rows of small headstones. Just going to read some of the names as I go. Elmo, Milo, Blackie, Cokie. Dogs are the most common, Morty, followed by cats. Ferrets, guinea pigs, and turtles are buried here, too. There are a few unusual ones, including a lion and a tiger. And there's a memorial that honors the dogs who carried canteens of water to wounded soldiers in World War I. Every year, there's a ceremony to remember them. Most people never think they're going to do this. Ed says he hears it all the time. People say they never dreamed they'd go to elaborate measures to bury a pet. But the usual scenario is that a pet comes into their life somehow, some way, whether it's a stray that came into their life, whether they bought it for their children, whether a child comes home from college after they got a cat or a little dog into their room to keep them company. Many people become attached, including myself. Ed Martin's own pet is buried here. His name was Coach. He got the dog from a basketball coach in Bronxville, hence the name. Found out we were kind of looking for a dog, maybe. He's a mixed lab and a shepherd. He was a great dog. Coach is buried in a shady spot in one corner of the cemetery. And he's not alone. This is the Martin plot. My mother and father over here, Edward and Bertha. Ed's wife's parents are buried here, too. The Hartsdale Pet Cemetery has on occasion buried people alongside their pets since the 1920s, as long as they're cremated, since this isn't an official cemetery for humans. Ed gestures to some blank headstones on the family plot. I plan to come here with my wife, and my kids want to, that's up to them. And he hopes Coach will be very happy when they're reunited. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, unearthing unusual stories from New York to Boston.